What's up, family? You are tuned into Law and Disorder, a podcast where we expose the cracks in our system, agitate for resistance, and collectively build a new world in which all of us can thrive. From KPFA Radio and the Pacifica Network, I'm your host, Kat Brooks. Governor Gavin Newsom, who ran on a platform of reforming the criminal legal system, has disappointed again, this time by slashing a grant meant to support the work of public defense agencies. Joining us to discuss is my favorite PD, Brendan Woods, the first black chief public defender of Alameda County and has served as the president of the California Public Defenders Association and, I might add, an unapologetic abolitionist. Good morning, Brendan. Good morning. Thank you for having me. I'm so glad to have you on the show. So you're here because I saw your tweet that said Governor Neeson had cut $40 million from the public defense grant. For my listeners, what is that grant and what it, what does it do? Sure. So that grant was a grant that was put in place about three years ago or maybe two years ago. It started in March of 2022. And the grant provides $50 million a year statewide to public defender offices. And we are charged with using that money to get people resentenced. There are several buckets, but pretty much it does resentencing. Um, people who may have been committed to life in prison for a felony murder violation, where that means that they were maybe going with someone to commit a robbery and someone else who was there had a gun, they didn't know it, and they killed someone, even though that person was not really a participant in the murder, um, they could be serving life in prison. So that law changed, went into effect. And then there was funding finally put in place for public defense to do the work. There's been so much great work that's happened in Sacramento with regards to criminal justice reform. I use that word carefully, but criminal justice reform to get people out of prison who've been there for a long time, and there wasn't funding to do the work. And so finally, there was this bucket of funding dedicated to public defenders. Uh, First time this amount in history has been given. And just recently, last week, the governor has cut the third year of that grant, pretty much eliminating $40 million to go to public defenders statewide. Talk a little bit more specifically, Brendan Woods, about how these cuts will impact the people that offices like yours are charged with representing. Um, that's that's a great question. So we have a staff of about four lawyers, two legal secretaries, five social workers, uh, legal assistants that are doing this work right now. You know, arguably, their jobs could be in jeopardy. And what I think is a bigger issue for me in some ways is that the clients they're serving, um, the services they get will be in jeopardy. We have in one bucket about 150 clients waiting to be resentenced under felony murder. We have about 167 clients waiting to be resentenced under discretionary sentencing. Those are active cases that we're working on. And I do not know what is going to happen to those clients if this funding is cut. You contrasted his cutting of that $40 million with his pledge to invest nearly $300 million to fight what you called a bogus debunked retail theft crisis. Say more. Yeah, so, and we've seen this a lot. Recently, there have been articles with regards to the amount and the impact that's been put out there with regards to retail theft and organized crime. And I I really do believe that is going to be the new war on drugs where black and brown people are going to be incarcerated for retail theft uh, at this enormously high amount. And we think about the money that's spent there to debunk this theft, this false narrative, and there's no money, no funding that's being directed towards public defense. And 
if, if we want to get down to the money, really talk about the money in, in Alameda County, you know, we had about 2.1 million a year from this grant. That's how much we received. In a year and a half, oper being operational, in a year and a half, we've had 66 clients resentenced. And if you use the cost that the state puts out for incarceration, meaning that the state spends about $106,000 annually to incarcerate one person in prison, if you use that figure, we will be saving the state about $88.4 million. That's just one county, $88.4 million. If, if you use the smaller figure put out by the LEO, because even though it's 106,000 a year, incarcerate someone for one person's release, it's not that full cost. Um, if you use a smaller amount, we will still be saving in our county $8.8 .8 million of incarceration. We've gotten people out and saved the state 873 years of incarceration. So if you want, about, if, if you want to talk about a budget and cost savings, this is saving the state dollars incredibly. And when you talk about public defense, we have received so little funding from the state, so little funding. We are amongst the worst when it comes to funding by the state for county-level indigent defense. And, and so your budget is a reflection of your priorities. We serve black and brown people. And, and Kat, this is one thing that I, I have to say. You know, we had 66 people resentenced. 91% of those people were people of color. 71% were black. And and this criminal legal system has committed so many harms against people who look like me, who look like you, and now there's actually funding to reverse those harms? I, I, I cannot believe that we're in a place where that funding is being cut. I mean, it's kind of Sorry reflective of the political, no, 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 you're good. It's, it's kind of reflective of this political moment we're in, right? Where this law and order drumbeat is banging really loudly all over the state. To, to make your point even clearer, uh, Brendan Woods, talk a little bit about the disparity in funding between district attorney officer offices and public defender's offices. Yeah, thanks for asking that question, Kat. So throughout the state, I mean, throughout the state of California, prosecutors receive nearly a billion dollars more to prosecute than public defenders receive to defend. And I mean, a billion dollars of funding is nearly two to one. And, and that's just looking at prosecutors. It doesn't factor in all the money that goes to the police and the sheriffs. You look in Alameda County, our sheriff's budget is over half a I mean, million dollars. I'm sorry, nearly half a billion dollars. And it's just an incredibly large amount of money when you compare it to what's being provided to public defense. We say that budgets are a moral document. You alluded to this a little bit earlier. What does this disparity say about our morals as a state? Unfortunately, it goes back to we are more focused on punishment than rehabilitation and healing. We are more focused on the caging of individuals than, than liberty or liberation. We, we are more focused on keeping a status quo as opposed to making our community safer and better because we all know, we all know 
that these prisons and jails and cages are not making our community safe. Now, if you take that money and just redirect it into community-based organizations and the good that they're doing on the ground, we would have a completely different society. A completely different society. I mean, that's sort of what's maddening about the political conversation that's happening right now, right? The the folks that want more investment in cages and cops are saying that the policies that we're talking about, that if we actually implemented, would change the conditions on the streets. They're blaming those policies for the conditions on the streets, but it's not. It's the failed cycle of the violence of the carceral state. And we're Absolutely. just doubling down. Absolutely. All right, Brendan Woods, I have got to leave it there. Actually, no, one, I want to end on, on a positive note because, and, and maybe to help illustrate again how important this money is. I asked you about how this would negatively impact the people that you serve. You said that this, these dollars have done some good. Is there a story that comes to mind that you can tell that can show the impact of, <laughs> of this funding? Sure, there's, um, God, I have so many stories, Kat. I, I, I'm going to try to be brief and leave it with two if I can. Um, I personally have a client that I represented a long time ago when I was a young public defender who was sentenced to life for stealing CDs. Um, he was a first degree burglar, he, he stole CDs. He was sentenced to 41 years to life. Um, we're able to use this resentencing law to get him resentenced and he's now out. Um, you know, so we've done so much. There's an, another client that we've had who was sentenced to life when he was 17 years old, um, a young Latinx male and he was incarcerated for 31 years and, and he had done pretty much every single program possible while he was in prison and really turned his life around. Um, we were able to get him released at his ninth parole hearing. Um, he's now living and thriving in the community. Um, he has a job, um, he has housing and, and, and he is taking care of his family. I mean, he's he's been released and there are so many people who were unfortunately incarcerated right now that have so much to contribute to society. And this program has helped get them out. And then we have social works that are helping reunite them, that are getting them on the right path. And, and we've been able to do some really good. And I just hope we are able to continue doing that work. Is there a fight to be had? Is, is there a campaign to be launched to get the funding yes. reinstated? So, so we're working right now um, with the, our state organization, the California Public Defender Association and the ACLU and others to really um, put pressure on the governor to change this. So we'll, we'll be in Sacramento, we'll be at the budget hearings. Um, and this is one thing where I think we'll be united with counties across the state, because this is money that the state is taking back from counties also. So absolutely, I think people can contact their local assembly members and senators, um, let them know funding needs to be restored and contact the board of supervisors. All right, Brendan Woods, I've got to leave it there. Thank you so much for joining us this morning. Great, thank you for having me, Kat. You've been listening to Law and Disorder, a podcast where we expose the cracks in our system, agitate for resistance, and collectively build a new world in which all of us can thrive. That's it for this episode, family. You can find more information about topics and guests in this episode's show notes. Law and Disorder is produced at KPFA. That's listener-supported radio on the Pacifica Network. The show is produced by Jesse Strauss and hosted by me, Kat Brooks. Our theme music was composed by Steve Raskin of Fort Knox 5. If you like what you heard, please follow us on social media at Law and Dis, that's D-I-S, and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. 
Feel free to holler at us about something you heard or send us a show idea at lawanddisorder at kpfa.org. You can also find our content live at 8 a.m. weekdays on KPFA. That's 94.1 FM in the Bay Area. Our show and all of KPFA's programs are funded exclusively by you, the listener. And if you're in a position to support us, please donate today at kpfa.org. Take care of yourself and take care of each other. We all we got, fam.